If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, episode number 228. Fact or fiction? More followers equals more partnership possibilities, more business opportunities, and by extension, more money. That's a fictional statement if I've ever heard one. And in the social media world of buying followers and that stupid follow-unfollow game, the quality of your engagement with your audience is way more valuable than getting that K next to your follower count. Micro-influencers are crushing the game today. And being dedicated and having engaged followings that brands are leaning into and wanting to target, like that is a true secret sauce. Now, today's guest has the influencer marketing space figured out, and I am so thrilled she's here to explore the world of micro-influencers with you. Puno is a digital entrepreneur and a web designer with an impressive range of entrepreneurial endeavors under her belt. Puno founded I Love Creatives, a platform for creatives to connect, and she co-created PeopleMap.co, which is an Instagram marketing tool where you can strategically find, grow, and track your community. She's a YouTuber. She takes epic photos with her cat. She loves exploring the world with Map at Made with Map, a trusted community of travel influencers like this girl is the bees knees. And so if you've ever wondered if micro-influencer partnerships are the right choice to market your business, or if you are a micro-influencer and you want to attract more partnerships and opportunities, this episode is rich with details you need. Now, before we dive on in, I want to read the review of the week, which is from Kylie Helmer. It says, I just listened to episode one and hearing Jenna share her heart and invite us to come and listen as we are, whether put together or a total mess was so refreshing. I love that she recognizes that we are all listening for different reasons, but we'll all still get something out of her message. I'm leaving this first podcast feeling so empowered and inspired. Can't wait to listen to the rest of them. Now, maybe you're like Kylie and you're just getting started on the show. Maybe this is your first show ever. Regardless of where you're at in your gold digger journey, welcome to the Jenna Kutcher University. You are now a valued member and I sincerely hope you take some time to subscribe to the show and leave a review just like Kylie did because guess what? I read them every single episode and they honestly keep me going and help us get incredible guests like Puno. And trust me, you guys are in for a treat. This 
this is a really awesome conversation about Instagram, your guys' favorite topic. And I think I should stop delaying and we should dive on in. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. All right, Puno, this is a much needed episode. And I kind of came at you with desperation because the world is talking about influencer marketing. Everyone wants to become an influencer. And I was wondering, I'm like, who can I bring on the show to help me talk through Instagram and what this looks like and why it's okay to sometimes not have a bajillion followers and why that might actually make you more attractive. And so you, my friend, are the woman to partner with me today. And I'm so excited. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, girl, thank you for having me. Oh, this is going to be really, <laughs> really fun. I, I only wish that we were like sitting here drinking wine and going through this together. But since we can't be, we're on opposite sides of the country First things first, introduce yourself and kind of tell us about who you are, what you do today, how you got started, paint the picture of who you are for this amazing audience. Yeah, definitely. So I'm in downtown Los Angeles. Hey, guys. And <laughs> I I would call myself a digital entrepreneur. I have two businesses right now. One is called peoplemap.co, which is an Instagram marketing tool for brands, influencers, micro-influencers, really anybody that uses Instagram for their business to grow a community, to track it. And then I also have I Love Creatives, which is kind of like a... um, It's a Craigslist for creative people. It was... The business was manifested because... When I quit my job about 2014, I used to be a UX designer for Activision on Call of Duty. And I, (laughs) but I didn't have any more friends when I quit my job. And I was like (laughs) in this big old city of Los Angeles and ended up having to just remake friends. So I honestly, I got on Instagram and started meeting people like, once a week for coffee. And that network grew. And at one point, I started feeling like an operator. And I was like, oh, there's you got an event going on there. And you're looking for this person. And so I was like, well, how can I make this easier on me? So I got onto Squarespace. My husband is a programmer, but he was like, girl, I ain't got no time for a second business. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let me figure out how to do this put on I Love Creatives on Squarespace, MailChimp, and then had just let it roll every week. Every week we have a newsletter that goes out of ads created by creatives for creatives. And yeah, and it's just kind of grown via email that way. And then so me personally, like I'm I'm a slashy. I call people are calling that multidisciplinary creative, <laughs> but I call myself a slashy because it's like there's slashes in between everything I do. Digital entrepreneur slash web designer, slash, you know, UX designer, slash whatever, photographer, cat, mama. <laughs> but I think like the the bigger thing here is my story of of how I got so involved with Instagram because People Map was 
something, it was like a pain point for us when we were initially growing our first business made with map, which is a, it's almost like a travel Pinterest with Google maps. And we were growing that and I didn't want to take VC money. My husband didn't want to take VC money. So we were like, how can we bootstrap this? How can we, you know, do some growth hacking, if you will? Like, gosh, I don't even, it's like all growth hacking, but we decided to focus on Instagram. And at that time, I only had an an Android. <laughs> and like Instagram wasn't even on Google. So I had to first buy an iPhone and then start navigating what the hell Instagram was. And I started, I mean, I had like 13 followers. I was on private. Like one of my biggest questions I had was, should I go personal or should I go you know, like brand heavy. And at that time I didn't have a job. So I would just like, was like, well, I'll just do both. And what was interesting about doing both was I realized it was more so about effort than it was about content. Cause I posted on both of my accounts every day and every day I also engaged, meaning I commented on like-minded people for about an hour after each post. And if I could show you my chart, it is literally zero to 1,000 followers in six months of just that, of just posting every day and then commenting to people. And this is like, this is like when Instagram, this is like 2014. So this is when Instagram didn't have a billion users. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to double down on this effort thing because it's not about content as much in terms of like just getting above a thousand followers. So when I started like doubling down on it, I kind of created this like system where I would post and then find something relevant about that post and find like-minded people. And I was going on Instagram and everybody does this. They go on Instagram, they find someone that they like, they go through their followers, they go through their likes, they go through their comments and try to find more people and like get lost in that rabbit hole. <laughs> and then I wanted to bring on a team. And so I just brought on one extra person. When I say team, I mean, I brought one extra person on board for 20 bucks an hour, seven hours a week. That was like my extra person. And she helped me just do that do that. I call it the mine and grind, just like find like-minded people. And so we created this huge spreadsheet so that we wouldn't comment on the same people at the same time because that got really embarrassing when that happened. And then <laughs> that spreadsheet got out of hand. And this is where people map comes in because Daniel was like, hey, let me help you get this more efficient. Actually, I did ask for it help. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest word to say. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I need your help. <laughs> so I asked Daniel, I was like, can you please help me tap into maybe the Instagram API? Because what I really need is what's taking the most time is this organization. I like track my time whenever I feel like I don't have time. And so one of the things I did was Anytime I would have to do that administrative work of documenting, I commented to this person and this is how many followers they have and this is like a category that they live in, that spreadsheet, that would take an hour a day for at least 30 to 60 people that we were finding. And so I was like, I want to knock down that hour because I could spend that hour 
on, you know, more engagement, which is what I knew was moving the needle. And so that's when Daniel was like, okay, I can really easily do that. So People Map originally started as just lists. And then we, he added on the ability to like start finding like-minded people, which is what the analyze button does on People Map. So we had that for about a year, grew Made With Map to about 80,000 followers. And I think I, I listened to an episode where you talked about how you document your growth or you look at your growth chart. I was the same way. I did it because I read this article about Paul Graham, who's he like runs Y Combinator, which is an incubator that Airbnb and Heroku and Dropbox came out of. And he's all about that weekly compound growth. Like what is your growth week over week? And he also had like a system just like engagement rate where he was like, if you're hitting 5%, then then you're on to something. Or if you hit on 10%, then you're really on to something. If it's below that, then what can you do? What can you change? And he looked at it every week because their incubator camp was only three months. So if you looked at it only once a month, you wouldn't be able to iterate quickly enough. So I was the same way. I documented every week like what my growth was and what I had to do in terms of engagement and partnerships and all of those kinds of things to grow. And then after maybe like a year-ish, a year and a half we realized that that this is a whole other story about made with map and why we pivoted, but we decided to pivot. And a lot of the reason was because my good friend, Chelsea, she has an agency called Matt Black. And I told her about how I grew made with map. And I told her about this tool that we made and she was like, uh, can I subscribe to that? So <laughs> she was literally our first subscriber. And that's when we decided to pivot. And ever since then we've been growing people map adding more features based on our users because it's we're a pretty scrappy team it's just my husband and I and then we have we consult with a you know a few people and but otherwise like every single feature that's been added has been something that someone has requested so we started adding campaigns because PR people have been asking us to they're like look we're working with so many influencers right now and micro influencers we need a way to track all of this so we started adding those and then What's crazy is like the amount of influencers that have gone on to People Map has also grown, which I never was thinking. Like I was thinking we would only have agencies on People Map, but the truth is everybody has to grow their account. Everybody needs to track their account. And believe it or not, influencers are doing campaign type things, whether it's actual brand collaborations or whether it's partnerships, like getting on a podcast with Gold Digger or doing some kind of conference or going to a conference and getting mentioned by someone, like all of those things are trackable and are the milestones that you can look back on to see like, oh, that's what moves the needle on my growth. So it's been really interesting just what my assumptions were when I first started People Up and now where we're at. It's like, there's just so many more people that are under 10,000 followers that are are hungry and ready to like grow. And there's just, and I, that's what I'm saying is like brands are looking for micro influencers. Like it's, it's not this, like the trend, at least on people map from what we're seeing is not huge influencers. There's just so much more conversation happening with these niche communities. Oh, and I think that that is what is so exciting is, 
I know, I think one of the number one things I get asked, especially when it comes to Instagram, is how do I become an influencer? Which, let's be honest, is like the most broad question you could ask. Because first things first, if you have 10 followers, you have influence. But also, too, I think that people are so used to looking at celebrities or people that have been on TV shows or people with hundreds of thousands of followers who are working with brands but they're missing that you are an influencer no matter how many people you are influencing, but also that there is a huge shift, I think, in influencer marketing towards that micro-influence audience. So, Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what are you seeing in terms of micro influencer growth? I know you said you saw so much more people on People Map, but like, why do you think brands are kind of shifting that direction? Well, there's so many brands. Like, I think when people 
talk about brands, they always think the big guys. And it's like, hello, <laughs> there are so many micro brands mm -hmm. and no one talks about micro brands. Micro brands are anyone that like is making less than, I don't know, $100,000 a month. It's like these brands are, they're everywhere. And the reason why I know so much about them is because they're most of them are my friends that have like these, they're building out these products and they're looking for people that they can work with. But also the big brands, the big brands are looking for people that know how to communicate to their audience. And I think what's interesting is like when, because we have people map, I'm constantly having walkthroughs and conversations with the actual people behind these accounts. And we say brands, right? As if it's like this unachievable thing, but it's like, no, it's, it's Jordan. It's like Leslie, mm -hmm. it's, it's Richard. It's like, it's these people that are already using Instagram and trying to figure out when they look at your account, they look at not just, you know, you know, how many followers you have. Sure, of course, that's one of the maybe the first things that they look at. But then they look at your content and they're like, wow, I haven't seen something like that before. That's really interesting. And they think about their brand and then they look at your comments. Mm -hmm. That is like the number one thing right now that we're getting a request for is what are their comments like? How are people talking to them? How can we like show? They just want a faster way to show that, the comments aren't just pods. Mm -hmm. Like they're actually creating conversation. They're like, you know, I asked them too. I was like, does it matter like how long their comments are? They're like, no. I mean, if the comment gets them to have their community comment back, like that's what we love. And so we haven't actually cracked that yet, unfortunately, for brands. So we have to tell brands like, no, I mean, you got to do it the old school way of just like looking and actually reading all of these comments that's when you really will get a great idea of like what their community is all about and how they talk to them. And I think that like, I mean, just me as I'm not an, I am an influencer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like my, that's not the first thing I will think of about myself. So, but you're right. I am. And what I realized too, is because I personally just love my friends that have started uh, businesses and they end up being sustainable or they, you know, are trying to move the needle that way, I will talk about it and I'll like go off on it. And when that happens, two things happen. Like my community is like, whoa, this is amazing. Like I love it. And like the comments are huge. And then brands are like, oh, I want you to talk about my brand that way. And I want people to react that way too. So like anytime I do some kind of post that's just you know, is passionate and like talks about another brand. Those are the kinds of conversation brands are looking for. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's so huge too, because a lot of times people are so fixated on that number that they're not even thinking about like actually connecting or actually having influence. And it's hilarious because I feel like the people that ask like, how do I become an influencer? They're not openly sharing things that they just naturally love unpaid. They're not talking about products they're using or software they love or apps that they love or or things like that. They're not even like putting themselves out there in that capacity. And I feel like if brands are truly looking for micro influencers, they want to see one, that somebody has influence, but two, that they feel comfortable sharing things that they genuinely love and that their audience buys into that. Don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. And it's not just 
brands either. It's like, so we've got like two types of influencers on people map. And it's hard for me to categorize them because they don't think of themselves as influencers, but there's like the influencers that work with brands and then the content creators. And then there's the influencers that are professionals or service providers like you. That's what I would consider is like, you're more of that. I'm more of that person. Mm -hmm. And those types of people are like the smaller, the better. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's almost like it, we, whenever I'm looking for those type of people on People Map, I don't necessarily look like because you can filter by followers. I never filter by followers. I'm always looking for, for example, like I can analyze your account on People Map and then I can see who are the people that are commenting the most on your account. And if they also are interesting, to me, that's an influencer, like in our circle, like in our industry. And those are the types of people that have like a lot more offline influence that I don't know how to, I just don't know how to like not monetize, but like put a number to. And it's so crazy to me how sometimes people comment or like, send an email to us and be like, well, you know, I'm not an influencer. I'm a photographer or I'm a, I'm a graphic designer or I'm an illustrator. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Hello, <laughs> you have a skill that you can share with brands that need help. <laughs> right. And don't be so fixated on that follower yeah. number. Yeah. Like just look at it as if it's a ticket to the biggest conference ever and just network your butt off because it's like the easiest way. And I, I mean, I was, I was freelancing to bootstrap our company. I was building Squarespace websites. And what I did was I would basically go to all these events and literally put my hand out and like shake my hands with people and be like, hi, I make Squarespace websites. Fortunately, because I like did that so much, I, I got the amount of work that I wanted to, but I could have also most definitely have done that on Instagram. And just like a perfect example of it is like, okay, what conference is out there that has, if you're a Squarespace designer, that has website or people that need websites that you want to build for? For example, like Girl Boss Rally or I don't know, like Create and Cultivate. You can't buy a ticket to that conference. Fine. What if you went to that hashtag and you sorted it, that hashtag, by, I don't know, like 50 likes or something. Just enough to like get you a little bit more meat. Or at least people that are, you know, anybody that has a little bit more than 50 followers is like looking to grow. And then from there, just comment and reach out and like and stalk the crap out of them and be like, why is it that you want to work with them? And then now tell them all that research that you did. And it's like the easiest way for you to grow your client base or even just network without putting your pants on. <laughs> yeah. Which is the best thing ever. I don't have any pants oh, on right now. I freaking <laughs> love it. Well, and I think what you said, even from the very beginning of like how you grew to that first thousand followers was all through intentional engagement. And I feel like nowadays when I hear people talk about Instagram, they're so flustered and frustrated with the algorithm and their posts aren't getting seen and their engagement is down. And the first question I'll ask them is, 
are you engaging? Because it's like I could watch people on airplanes or, you know, traveling or at restaurants and they're just mindlessly scrolling. And it's like we don't even pause to double tap anymore. Like it is insane. And yet we're so fixated on getting engagement, but we're not engaging as humans. So what would you say would be like advice for someone who's like, okay, I want to become an influencer. I don't care if it's a micro influencer or an Instagram celebrity. I want to be an influencer, but I have no idea where to start. What are some tips that you would give? Well, for sure, start engaging with people that are interesting to you. And I think what I found at least teaching people and you know, like showing people people map is that a lot of people will start with very generic hashtags, even like they'll go to hashtag entrepreneur. And then that's where they'll start finding and engaging people. But I mean, (laughs) that is pretty rough and boring. And it's like, if I guess you have to be kind of self reflective while you're doing this. And if you're bored, and if you're really reaching for a comment, and you're just like, man, I, I don't know what to say this stupid post then you're not finding the right people. And I think that's like the best indicator of you need to finding people, finding the right people is tough because one, you're trying to figure out who you are at the same time. And then two, you're trying to figure out, okay, well, whoever that person is, where do I find more people like them? But that is the whole point of this. Like once you figured that out, like once you have your North Star, if you will, of like what that is, then it'll be easier. But you do have to go through those like, oh, crap, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it until you finally get there. And I don't think people, I think people think it's so easy to like figure out how to find people or to figure out who they are and where they fit in this whole world. And people map, for example, will help you get there a little bit faster because it kind of, one thing it does, and you don't even need to use people map for this. You can honestly just do this on Instagram, but it's just like thinking really hard about like, okay, Who am I and where are the people, where do they live? What Instagram account are they following? And sometimes you can start with like, like, what are people watching? What are people listening? Or is it Jenna? Is it like Gold Digger? And start from there and then start looking and finding out all those people. And as you're looking at all those people, look at the keywords that they have in their profile bio. Does it say entrepreneur on it? Does it say mom? Does it say blogger? Does it say, what does it say? What are you like gravitated to? And start cataloging these words because these are your keywords to help you identify everyone else. And every super savvy PR person or marketer has this Rolodex. Like it's like no matter what, like you, that's your life is your Rolodex. So every single business person, every single potential influencer, that's the same. It's the same idea. You are networking socially. (laughs) And you have to build out that list. I feel like people have just gotten lazy too. Like, you know, it's like they don't want to take the time to do the research or they don't see immediate results. And so they think, well, this just isn't going to work for me. Or they aren't willing to create a system around anything. And I think what I love about what you started is like you created this system and you showed up every single day to do it consistently. And there really isn't a lot of overnight success online that lasts or that actually has true engagement. And so... I want to hear kind of from your standpoint, like, 
what are ways that people who, let's say, haven't posted in like three months because they're just paralyzed or they're lurking, but they want to get back in the game or someone who is just like, I have nothing important to say. I'm not going to post today. What are some like consistency tips or hacks that you have? Well, one thing that I did as a business owner when I first started was I allowed myself to have a marketing budget. Because when I first started Instagram as a business, because it was a free app, I didn't I didn't allocate money to it. And I decided I was going to put away or like allow myself to spend at least $1,000 a month on Instagram because that was literally the only thing that we were marketing our business with. And once I did that, then I treated myself as an employee. And then I finally like actually hired someone. And whenever I did something like I didn't post that day, I was like, I need to fire myself. <laughs> like, you know, like, would you hire someone and pay them? And then they just didn't post. Like, you'd be like, I got to fire you. <laughs> you crazy. You're messing up my business. So I definitely think allocating a budget, even if it's only like a hundred bucks or whatever, you can allocate something. Just do that. And then you'll, you'll separate it from your personal time a little bit more. I am 100% behind this investment idea because think about it. Like if you, Puno, were going to go start a bakery, you would realize like I need to have an oven and I probably need a storefront and I have to buy ingredients and I'm going to have to have a sign out front and I'm going to have to have lights and electricity and you would be willing to make all these investments. But I feel like with people in online business, we're not willing to invest into it the way that we would if we were going to, say, start a brick and mortar store. But if you genuinely want to run an online business, you have to look at things just like Instagram as a place to invest and a place worthy of investment. And I know for me, like sometimes I got to pay in order to pay attention, you know? Mm -hmm. Me too. Oh, yeah. Why do you think we all have gym right? memberships? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And actually, that's a really good point because there was a time on Made with Map in the beginning that I just I felt like I had an idea of what it was, but I almost needed to just bounce that idea off someone else. So I hired someone to help me copyright. And what ended up happening was we argued a lot, which wasn't a bad thing, actually, because it just forced me to make a decision and have reasons behind it. Then I was like, I also need to prove this to you because I was like, I really think that we should do city guides and we should do it this way. And then she was like, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of like everybody's doing that. And I was like, but this is why I want to do it differently. And it just really helped me arguing mm -hmm. with her. <laughs> Making sure you're serious about what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. And then also like having that accountability, even if it is, you know, if you are hiring somebody to help you post, like just having that person there, it does force me to be like, okay, I got to get this up because I don't want that person to be waiting for me. I also find too that, you know, everybody thinks, oh, just because I hire someone for social media that they'll know exactly how to market your business on Instagram which I do not think at all is the case. Everybody is everybody's brand is different and it should be. And so in order to do that you you do need to be involved. You can't just be like, "All right, I'm going to hand this off to them and they're going to grow it." Like the more you're involved with them but using them as a consistency tool or uh, you know, 
like a way just to get you to get your shit out there, then the more you're going to be able to put that personal touch that you've always wanted to consistently put out there. So yeah. I love that. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay. So I want to know, like, what are three questions that you think entrepreneurs should ask themselves about their brand before leaning into micro influencer marketing? Like, do you think it's something that every brand is capable of? Or is it something that we should explore before we try to get into it? What are your thoughts on that? That's such a good question. I think the first thing is figuring out what your budget is. And so just like with engaging with people, like understanding what your commitment level is on your end, like what are you capable of? I have a spreadsheet. I'll send it to you. But basically what it does is it breaks down like, okay, you can gift. Let's say you're just gifting. You can gift like three products a month and that includes shipping. Then how many people do you need to reach out to in order to hit to like actually reach out to you know, to give three of your products. Because like for brands, just because you reach out to three people doesn't mean all three people are going to respond to you or that all three people are going to like say yes. So you have a conversion rate. Sometimes your conversion rate is 20%. Sometimes it's 40%. But you got to figure out what that conversion rate is. And that depends on how many people you're going to reach out to. So I would say first start with what can you consistently monthly just like commit to gifting. And then the second thing is don't worry so much that they're not posting, but ask nicely for photos. So I think the one part that's really tough is, and any influencer knows this, any person knows this. Look, I just got your freaking product. I haven't really tested it and I don't know if I really like it. And so when a brand, a micro brand, a whatever brand asks an influencer to post, it's like you already feel like, uh, what? Okay. And like you want to get paid for that, you know, because you're just like, I'm committing to something that I don't even know if I really like. So as a micro brand or a brand, just don't ask f- to post quite yet. Like just get the feedback, start building that relationship first. And you don't even need to worry about them posting because this is what we did all the time. And this grew made with map really well, basically right after, like you'll get the photos from them, right? And you'll post those photos and they might not even post it yet, but right after they post for an hour, at least, or 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour, right after you post, go to their community and analyze them on people map or find them, find who's engaging with them on Instagram and start engaging with them. And so what happens is like, let's say that I just posted something about gold digger on my account. Then right after I post, I'm going to go to your account, find people that are commenting to you 
And then I'm going to comment to them. What's going to happen? They're going to check me out, right? They're going to look at my account and then they're going to say, oh, I know Jenna. Oh my God. We're the same people. They're more likely to follow you or they're more likely just to pay attention to the next post. And so I think what brands aren't doing is leveraging the content that they're taking so much time in creating or building or, you know, finding and not uh, doing that extra marketing that you could do to just boost that engagement on that one Absolutely. Photo. And I think too, you know, we actually have a problem. It's it's a really first world problem. Like I'm kind of embarrassed to even say it. But like we had to stop like giving out our address because we have so much stuff being sent to us that some of it is like we don't even want it. Like and then it's like what do we do with this? So we end up donating a ton a ton of stuff. And it only got crazier once we had a baby, you know, like, like, oh, gosh, yeah. everyone wants to give our baby oh things. Oh, my gosh. But what I think is so crazy is that and I've learned this even with this podcast is when we get so stoked that we're getting people on the show that have millions of followers, a lot of times their episodes don't do as well as somebody that maybe has 10,000 followers or 15,000 followers. Because guess what? That person with the 10,000 or the 15,000 followers, this is a big opportunity for them. They're going to shout it from the rooftops. They're excited about it. They're honored by it. The person with millions of followers, they probably do interviews every other day. They don't have time in their calendar to share about a specific show. And so what it's what's been so interesting is like we've very much shifted our focus from like getting the biggest and the baddest and the people with the most to really focusing on like who has a message that needs to be heard? Who is committed to this show and showing up for our audience? Who's going to engage with our audience? Who's going to take care of them? And I feel like that's the same opportunity that brands are now seeing, which is giving so many other people a bigger voice and you know more opportunities even with smaller platforms. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I think like if anyone is trying to make that step to be that person that you're talking about, you can't just be mm-hmm, small, right? <laughs> like you, I mean, you're just starting out. That's why you're small. But like, it's more that you do need to consistently try and play around with content. And that consistency is just going to, it's going to manifest into your feed, whatever that it's going to end up being. So you do, like, like you said, you do have to show up. And, and I, I think you also said something too about like how you put your face on your feed. Yes. I think, ugh, yeah, that's so true. Like our engagement skyrocketed. It doubled within a month of just showing up because I feel like people started to trust me more. They understood whose voice they were listening to. They could see me like in my life and place me in a life. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And it's like, it's the thing that every single person, regardless if you're a brand or an influencer or whatever, they just they want to see more of. And like when we built Made With Map, we were getting approached as a travel influencer, but they more so wanted me, like my face, to be on stuff. And I was like, but you know, that's not, it's not about me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like really glad I actually started that personal account when I was trying to debate whether I should have a, a business or a personal. I think having the business and having the personal was a great balance for me personally. (laughs) But yeah, I I do think 
having a face attached to your brand, regardless if it's not on your brand's account, because for us, we wanted to, we really wanted to promote other people. That was like our, our big initiative. But at least I had my personal account to experiment with, to be who I am, to show my personality, regardless of the brand. And I just consistently have, you know, been posting to it, not every day, but like I have been consistently posting to it and, and it just grows every now and then. And, and it's crazy, like how much people crap on the algorithm because my engagement rate has gone up more so than it ever has. And I think it's just because I'm starting to really like, you know, do collaborations or like just, I'm just finding more people. I'm doing other things outside of Instagram as well that are just, you know, finding more people that are like me versus just letting the algorithm try to do its thing on its own. You got to feed it like Spotify. Whenever people talk about Spotify yeah. algorithms, yeah, they love it. They're like, <laughs> you know, my Spotify knows me. <laughs> and it's like, you trained it. You were diligent about saying, yes, I like it. No, yeah. I don't like it. But you don't do that right. on Instagram. And it's like, yeah, I love on. that analogy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so good. Okay, so I want to know, like, how can it aspiring influencers make their profiles seen and aligned for partnerships? So like if someone wants to go into influencer marketing, what would you tell them to start doing today? Number one, you need to put your email address in your profile. (laughs) I don't know why people don't do that. Actually, some people are putting it in the business profile, but that's really tough. Also get insights, like get a business profile, because the way that the Instagram API or the Facebook graph works now is that you can only see data for accounts that have business Instagram accounts. So that's pretty important. And then the third one is adding your location, like include state, if you will. But I mean, most of the time, everyone's in a big city. So it doesn't, I mean, a a city that they're looking for. So they don't have to worry about that too much. But those were honestly the top three things that I would say that I come across all the time with brands is like they're trying to figure out where you are <laughs> and they're trying to figure out how to contact you. And if you don't have those two, it's so much easier for a brand to just be like, well, I'll just get to that later if I can find their email address. Maybe <laughs> I'll contact them. But most of the time they'll be like, well, there's some other influencer that has added right? it. So made it easier. Um, Yeah. And then, I mean, and the other thing too is I would honestly just spend at least 30 minutes to an hour of commenting, engaging with people after you post. And every single person that I've talked to that cares about their community and is huge, they do this. And they'll even like go to like their most recent followers on their feed and then they'll like comment to their account as well. So there's just so many things that you can do in terms of engaging. And yeah, you only have 30 minutes to an hour. You're not going to talk to everybody, but it's just going to help you. It's going to inspire you. It's going to bring out those conversations of like what kind of content you should be creating. It's just going to make you better at talking to strangers. And you're never too big to do this. Like, I feel like I bought the lie for a while where I was like, oh, I just get too many comments. I can't keep up with them. And I'm like, no, like I got into a habit of posting and ghosting, like posting and logging off. And I'm like, 
I now don't even care if there's a certain time of day that performs better than others. If I can commit to 20 to 30 minutes of sitting on the app and actually engaging and responding and liking and commenting and DMing and whatever, that is when I'm going to show up on the platform. And I think for so long, people were so obsessed with like, oh, the best time to post is 7 p.m., but that's right when I'm eating dinner. So I'm just going to get a post up and go eat dinner. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is about engagement. And I mean, I one of my friends texted me the other day and she's like, how do you respond to comments? And I'm like, how can I not? Like, these are my people. Like, you know, and it's yeah. like, if I'm asking them to engage, if I'm giving them a call to action and they're responding, like, these are my people. They deserve a response. And of course, you can't respond to everyone. But if people can see that you're active on the app and that you're actually trying to connect, I think they're going to be so much more invited to engage with you. Yeah. And every single conversation you have, if it's authentic, if you're putting everything, like if you're really being thoughtful about it, it's going to come back. If you're not being thoughtful about it, then yeah, sure. Like if you just go to every single post for 30 minutes and just write, (laughs) cute, love this (laughs) emoji. (laughs) That's not enough. I know. Sometimes for sure. Yeah. Sometimes like that's just what's going to happen. But like be really conscious about like why you're not – you're not being that – like would you have said that in person to that – you know, like if you wouldn't have, then what is it? It's not you. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's it's where you're looking. Maybe it's the person that you're commenting to. Maybe you're just like, why am I commenting to this person? I don't like this person. I don't like looking at that stuff. Then don't look at it. Like find you have to find there's so many people on Instagram. There's so much content on Instagram that there's you can honestly find it. You just you have to figure out what makes mm-hmm. you happy on there and you need to like comment right. on that. A hundred percent agree. So I wanna know closing question. What are you excited about? What are you pumped up about? What's next for you? We, I mean, for me personally. <laughs> I'm actually really excited about this course that I created for Squarespace. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people, enough people talk about Mm -hmm. bootstrapping. And that, I mean, when I started our tech business or app, I was like inundated with the tech world. And like all the advice was about VCs and about getting funding and hiring a programmer and all those things. And it's just so crazy because Squarespace not only like gave me the income, like I made over a hundred grand in just Squarespace websites. As a UX and advertising person, I would have never said that. But it's just kind of crazy and it's so much easier than working on like working with a developer on like Shopify or WordPress sites. And then the other thing was I built Isle of Creatives on it, which is like so crazy because my husband's a programmer. So you would think, oh yeah, she probably just built it with him. But I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I built that myself and it's just like there's just all these opportunities that I got from it and now that fortunately people maps good we I don't have to freelance as much anymore and so so now I want to teach everyone about like what that was so that's what I'm working on right now and then and then for People Map, we're finally starting our Instagram account. My God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cobbler who doesn't have shoes or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so it's so crazy because it's like, here's the truth, though. The real reason why we haven't done our Instagram account for 
for people map was because it's so that business is so crazy. I don't know if you remember in April when Mark Zuckerberg went to Congress, our app shut down for a month. And so we were always kind of halfway in with it. But finally, we've, you know, we're like, you know what, we know exactly how we can grow this, regardless of how they do the API, we can, there's like a lot of stats that we can show too. there's a lot of ways that we can show people how to grow. So now we're like, okay, we're in it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is amazing. Oh my gosh, Puno. Thank you so much. Where can everyone connect with you and get to know you and check out all the things? I'm on uh, Instagram.com slash Puno Dos Tres. <laughs> I love it. Like Uno Dos Tres. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever put that together. Oh my gosh. I mean, okay. <laughs> Welcome to today, Jenna Kutcher. You are a brilliant human being. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> final question. My assistant, Kylie, told me I have to ask you about your cat. What's the deal with your cat? Oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Well, I adopted her about a year and a half ago. She's six years old. So I have no idea what her past <laughs> life was, but my gosh, she is, she's like the love of my life. Aww. She's my muse. She's like my partner in crime. I take photos with her. She's actually uh, one of the big reasons why I'm like stoked about taking yeah. photos again because I, I get to take photos oh, with my her. gosh so you guys have to go check out Puno's cat because I guess it's like all the rage <laughs> thank you so much so there you guys have it I love Puno's perspective I think it's so important to really think about how we're using our influence whatever that looks like whether it's 10 followers or 10 million and I think what's so important about what she's saying is that we need to be seekers. We need to be researchers. We need to be engagers. Yes, we want engagement. Yes, we want followers. But are we following? Are we encouraging? Are we engaging? I love how she shared about how she got that first thousand followers and that it took six months. Guys, none of this is overnight success. If you look at some of your favorite Instagrammers, chances are that they've published thousands of posts. I know that's true for me. I think that what we have to do is be really focused on creating true communities and really being invested in those communities we're building. And hey, if you want to be an influencer, start using your influence. It's as simple as that. I think today's show gave some really great insight. And maybe you're wanting to dig into some more information about Instagram. One of my top episodes ever was episode number 155, where I shared how I doubled my engagement in one month flat. And I share a bunch of free Instagram resources at jkinsta.com. That's jkinsta.com. I have a free training. I have a bunch of free downloads, all kinds of tools, including the five apps that I use every single day to rock Instagram. So until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you for making some time and space for me to come to your earbuds today. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.